This is Let's Chat. My name is Taylor and I am a part of Ethos, a young adult community located in Southern California. We value conversations that inspire, challenge, and encourage one another. So how do you respond when you aren't in control? In this episode, Charles, Emily, and Colin will be discussing this principle, submission, and what that looks like when following Jesus. So today uh, on Let's Chat, we're going to be talking about some key principles that all of us can use while trying to follow Jesus in this crazy, weird year. That's full of tribalism, racism, a pandemic, and so much more. And with me again today, uh, we have Emily Noble with us today. Hello. And, uh, and Colin is with us today. Hey guys. And would love to just get to know a little bit about you, Colin. You're new to the, to the team today. So help people that are tuning in know a little bit about you. Yeah, um, I am a 19-year-old college student. Um, I am doing school online right now, uh, but still living here in Fullerton. I'm normally from Omaha, but it's just been a super strange time, but it's been a lot of flexibility and had a lot of new experiences in this past semester. I'm a sophomore as well, I didn't mention that. Um, so I got to experience my first year on campus, so adapting to this new online experience has been very strange, um, but learned a lot. Uh, and I'm just excited for what's to come, so, yeah. And Emily, as always, any new Trader Joe's stories today for us? Nothing new. Um, Trader Joe's is still popping, thriving, looks great, come and see us. We got pumpkins still. Did anybody from the last time we had this conversation hit you up on Instagram about bell peppers? Nobody did. That's okay, though. So now That's you okay. guys have to email, like, DM her about bell peppers. Were you doing like the weird face? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Okay, so let's chat today about one of the principles that, uh, that we've seen as we begin to try to follow Jesus, especially in 2020, that's, um, that's really centered around uh, like submission and the idea of submission, what that means, like living a submitted life. Mm-hmm. So even as I say that, I, I know within me, there's like a, a raise up emotionally. What, what is it that you guys are feeling as you hear the word like living a submitted life? Like what comes to like the mind? For me, I'll, I'll go first. For me, I, I think about um, Isaiah 6, 8, actually, and I think about Isaiah's response to God when God's looking for someone to kind of lead Israel and all the people. Um, Isaiah's attitude to step up in that moment, even though everything is kind of in destruction and crazy, he says, here I am, send me. And that's, I feel like, Isaiah living a very submitted life. Now, the rest of Isaiah's story is pretty crazy um, with what that entails, but I feel like that's just a key component of that ready for anything. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of like an arrow getting ready to be like slung out wherever we wait and we're submitted to whatever God has for us. Not, I mean, what's comfortable is Isaiah could have said nothing and not chosen that, but he said, here I am, send me. And I think that that's the first thing I think about is it's kind of scary saying submitted because it means not only just things that I might like to do, but it's actually what God wants to do. And that's what we submit our our own wills to is God's will, not ours. So yeah. it's a, kind of a, a loomy, like hard thing, but it's also like an intriguing, like vast, you don't know what's going to happen yeah. kind of word. I, I mean, the word submission is like, or submitted submission, uh, it is like a st- it's a weird like dark looming word whenever you first think about it but I think it also has this beauty behind it just thinking of the idea of living your life in full submission like literally dedicating your life um, in this case towards the kingdom of God that literally means that like that's full trust in Jesus Mm -hmm. 
and in God and in the work that he's going to produce. And we may not know. Like Isaiah, Isaiah is literally just ready, waiting to go. And he doesn't know what's next. We don't know what's next, but we're literally in submission, waiting for what God is going to, to do next in us, in our church, in our school, in our friend group, family, whatever it is. Like, I think that's just so cool um, to rest in the idea that we, we don't know what's happening and that we're just ready to go. That, that's really interesting because, I mean, when, when I hear the word submission, I think my first thought, and maybe your first thought is like fear or anxiety or like who am I trusting or what does this mean? I feel like the word submission has such an, an interesting like negative context in our yeah. culture. Like it's, it's like giving away your rights, giving away your privileges, giving away the things that you uh, deserve. You know, I think that's a big word, like deserve or entitled to or whatever that may be. Um, and so even when I think about like the idea of like what does surrender look like, I get like this uh, cinematic look. I don't know if you guys have ever seen like a movie like, like Braveheart or Gladiator. And there's these moments of like submission to the king. Yeah. And I think a lot of times in, in our lives, we sometimes feel like God is asking us to like just bow down in that way. But we, what we miss in that is we miss the part where he's invited us to walk with him into whatever battle, into whatever place that he's going. And so um, I think that for me is kind of where the beauty comes in. Yeah. What you said. Um, where's maybe a place in your life that you've, you've like recognized that like surrender is needed? Like, do you have like an example of that or a story of that that like pops out? I think for me, I feel like I love to have control over certain things like especially in my own life like Mm -hmm. if we're gonna get real like in areas like my love life like i want that to happen on my time i want that to happen in like my control but that's something that i daily have to resubmit to god and say that's not in my control Mm -hmm. and so that for me is something that's definitely like super hard and i know there's probably a lot of other young adults now especially with everything going on that could probably relate to that like you want to take matters into your own hands like you know you want but you physically can't given the limitations that society has kind of placed on us right now Mm -hmm. and even in that area too meeting people is really hard so if you're trying to build community meeting people right now might be a little bit harder than normal so you mean like the eHarmony commercials aren't really helping them no, they're not helping. Um, <laughs> that's kidding. Um, but yeah, I think that that's something though for me, like that control and wanting to like have this life, you know, I created my own life. It's kind of like I talked about that last week, that main character, like mm-hmm. we all think we're the main character, yeah. but if we're submitting to God's will, then are we really like, yeah. we have a special part in, in what he's doing and that doesn't make us less valuable, wow. but that definitely takes away the pressure from us needing to be the main character yeah so yeah there's two things that you just said that i think are really interesting so one is the idea of this main character syndrome where like we're the star of the story which we can talk a lot about that and about how that maybe is some of the things that get in the way and then the second thing is the idea of control and it makes me think about like you know not just where are the places in my life maybe where are the places in your life that you uh strive for control but what is it about control that like that we gravitate towards because like this year's been crazy right like we're talking about like riots and pandemics and cancellations of things and personally being canceled like there's so many things that this year has like brought to the surface of being out of control yeah yeah that like it's interesting that like you know the first place we would talk about in how to how to follow jesus well as a young adult in 2020 is living a life of submission Mm -hmm. yeah and so like 
Um, but when you think of control, like what is it that drives you for control? Because you mentioned a little bit. What about for you, Colin? Well, honestly, I was gonna I was gonna agree before you jumped in that like I I have realized this a lot lately that I do uh, subconsciously like I want control of things. I think like what you said that for this year specifically that most things are out of control right now or out of our control specifically. The the drive for control is much more present and we're seeing it much more, um, especially with everything, uh, with like these riots and protests that we're seeing more people take control uh, of of some good thing. Like, I mean, we're taking control of um, of racism and, uh, and just this like political dilemma uh, that people are taking matters into their own hands. That's good and bad i mean there's 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 good and bad things to both sides but like i think the drive for control comes out of that that lack of control like that's 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 a weird thing but it's like um i think i think everyone can agree that we all do want control in some ways in our lives yeah and that idea of submission is like foreign well it's like pulling it's almost like pulling out of your hand right yeah yeah I i have a toddler and and my son is in that stage where if you take something from him, he like freaks out. Mm-hmm. If you like pretend to take something from him, like there's this like loss of, right. of stuff. Like it's almost like this kind of grasping at things. And I feel like this year has had so much of that from like, and I don't know about for you guys like tuning in, but like it could have been a job, it could have been relationships, it could have been, you know, people in your life. Like there's just this loss, this grief, this, and it's like, I'm, I feel out of control. My life feels out of control. The future seems uncertain, not because it's not coming, but because I don't feel like I have control of my day to day or whatever's going on around. And so the, you know, I guess the part of it is like, you know, I, I kind of wonder like, you know, how, how does, how does Jesus and how does the Bible intersect with that reality? Right. Like you mentioned Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, when I think of control, I kind of think of um, Paul and all of his letters to the churches. And he talks about how like, it's uh, like God's power is made perfect in our weakness. Mm-hmm. It's like in our lack of, he is made like most powerful. Mm-hmm. And so are there any places that you guys have seen that play out for you guys? Maybe as you've read scripture, as you've looked across, like in, in your own experiences? I think it's so simple. And like, I have a um, autoimmune disease. So sometimes in the morning, it can just be hard for me to just get up in the morning uh, without feeling like I could just sleep all day long. Mm-hmm. And for a person like me who's super on the go all the time, like you name it, it's hard sometimes to like wake up. And I feel like in those moments when I'm just laying in bed, like I feel so defeated. Those moments that I'm like, I, Jesus, I literally need your help. Mm-hmm. Like, because if I took control of that day, I would just call out of work. I would just not show up. I would not be the best version of myself if I let my autoimmune disease kind of take control of my life. Mm. So those are moments for me when I'm laying there that I'm like, God, I need your help. I'm going to submit this. I, I feel really weak. And in those moments, I feel better to get up because I know even if I'm tired, he's going to still use me, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be at work, whether it be with my roommates, whether it be on my walk and I pass somebody, whatever that looks like, whoever mm-hmm. I encounter, he can still use those little bits of energy that I'm able to offer up regardless of how I feel because mm-hmm. his, it, it's true. Like his strength really does come into those areas of weakness. I feel like I'm not a good communicator today. He's like, well, I can make you one. You're like, doing a great job yeah. right now, by the way. Right. Right. Thanks. Right? <laughs> Guys, like, give a thumbs up or like a like if she's doing a great job. There we go. Thank you. Thanks. Just kidding. Yeah. Don't need that. 
<laughs> Just That's me right really now. quick. Please don't. Please don't. Um, I was curious though, because I, I mean, you've had obviously your young adult years, and like, how, how have you navigated this, Charles? Like, because you didn't have to go through the pandemic, but as someone with a kid, also going through that and working with young adults, I'm sure that kind of looks different to you too, mm -hmm. in that like active. Yeah, that's a really good question. So, um, I mean, the first thing is, so my mother-in-law passed away in January. So we had the loss of that, like, relationship and that reality pre-COVID stuff. And we still don't really know, like, if it was or if it wasn't. Like, there'll be no way to tell. And the symptoms look like it could have been. Um, so that's been, that's impacted me and my wife and, and my son. Um, and then in terms of the overall pandemic, it's, there's been some pretty cool bright spots, actually, in the way of, like, I've spent way more time at home with my son, uh, moments with the family, like those kind of things. And even this, like this very conversation that we're in and that you guys are a part of is fruit of this whole season of, of the loss of controls, right? If, if this was a normal Wednesday in 2020, as we had thought and planned, it's, uh, it's October. So it means that we probably would be doing like a Halloween party or something like that. Uh, that'd be happening on a Wednesday night in a dance party. But instead, we're doing a conversation. You're watching on a screen. We're talking about this idea of, um, of a loss of control and surrender. And hopefully, God is like inviting us to walk with him in that. So that's a pretty dramatic shift um, in the overall piece. But in like the day-to-day, -day, um, I think one of the biggest things that I've learned and observed in this season for me has been asking this question. And so it's a question that I ask to myself, I ask to our team every week. I've asked Emily multiple times. And it's this question, regardless of how crazy the world is, regardless of how gnarly the world is, like one of the ways to go, I'm submitting my life to you, Jesus, is to ask this question of, where have I seen you at today? Because in asking that question, I'm literally going, I'm not looking to other people. I'm not looking to other circumstances. I am looking to you to go, where are you at in my world today? Mm -hmm. And as I do that, there's these like little moments that begin to raise to the surface that begin to help me realize that I can submit my life to Jesus, that he is present, that he is available, that he is showing up. Yeah, and it yeah. begins to like push back against the narrative in my life that says, oh, the world is screwed up and it's all over and it's chaos, right? right? Like it's this moment of peace in the midst of a pandemic, pardon the pun, and the alliteration. And it, it makes me think about like, you know, like what would it look like for us to have a redeemed perspective when it comes to control? Like, what does it look like for control in our lives? Because we have power, we have ability. Dallas Willard, who's one of the um, philosophers at USC, wrote about how we have this innate power to control our lives and submit our lives. What does a redeemed perspective or a renewed perspective of that look like? For me, it's that question. What about for you guys? I, well, I was going to bring up that question because uh, you challenged me to ask this question a couple weeks ago. Because, I mean, for the first time in my life, I in this past month, I think, like, I would say about a month ago, I, like, didn't want to get up and get out of bed because I didn't want to do the day because I knew that I'd get up, walk 10 feet to my desk, hop on Zoom for the next five hours, and then do some homework, go to bed, rinse and repeat. Robot life. Yeah, and I asked you, I was like, what, like, how, how can I break out of this? And you challenged me with this question um, to ask, before I go to bed, Jesus, where did I see you today? And since I've started asking myself that question, I've seen, I mean, like, obviously Jesus has been there, but I haven't actively sought him out and seen where he's working in my life. And since I've started asking that, I've, like, 
felt more fulfilled in my mm -hmm. days and have been excited to move on to the next day and see where Jesus is going to work mm -hmm. wow. tomorrow. Because um, I think I've been talking in my uh, theology and ministry class about how X amount of good, there's going to be the X amount of evil in the mm -hmm. opposite direction. Like, like um, getting here today. Right, <laughs> right, right. Like, and I think it's so easy for us to focus on the X amount of evil because that's just naturally where we go as humans. Like we're like, ah, oh, today sucked. Like it's just so easy for us to focus on the, on the bad parts of the day. But um, like those positive moments were places that we saw Jesus. Mm. Um, for us, it sounds cliche, but it's like we need to focus on the positives more. And it is like cliche, but it's like we need to focus on where, where is God going to use you next? Like, and be excited about that. Like, I think that's, I think that's been the coolest part of it is like having that excitement for the next day. Um, that, it's really weird that you said like having excitement for the next day in the middle of like the hardest time in life, mm -hmm. in the middle of the most challenging, uncertain future. Mm -hmm. um, and that how like in, as you begin to follow and walk with Jesus, there becomes this, this kind of like give and take with him that is this invitation to life to the full. He talks a lot about that life to the full, which is different than like everything's happy and everything's great and you feel awesome all the time. But it's, it's part of that, so that living a life of submission to God and walking with him and, and going where he goes, not where you want to go. And I think this year is an example of, of maybe potentially like God inviting us to walk with him where he wants to go, even though we don't want to go with him. And, and the many of us that get stuck in the thing of like, it's, so, it's the worst thing ever. And there are terrible, painful moments. But that what if God has actually just been inviting us to walk with him this year? Like, like what if the, the reason that this has been so hard and so challenging is that there's so many of us, and maybe you've experienced it in your own life, where you've just pushed back against walking with God and, and that's led to kind of more frustration and lack of purpose and hardship and that maybe his invitation is just walk with me, just go with me, just follow me. And, uh, and the one way to do that is just begin going like, God, where are you at today? Like, where are you at today? Where are you at today? Not where are you at in three months, but where are you at today? Um, Emily, I know you shared about your autoimmune disease and, and that process. And so where have you been seeing Jesus at in your days this season? Trader Joe's. Um, but honestly, I think I hit this one day. I was, I was feeling so irritable every day. Like anybody could say something to me in the wrong tone. And I felt like at work, just something in my brain switched. And I was like, I can't be here. And then finally, I got to a day where God just was reminding me how present his peace was with me in those moments and I think every time and as backwards as this might sound every time somebody is rude to me or somebody disrespects me in my job I actually see Jesus show up there in me mm. and as weird and then not like a but like seriously because I am reminded by the Holy Spirit like I've, I've given you extra peace. You've asked yeah. for it. Yeah. And it's gotten to this point where it's, it's not numb, but I literally, the, the waves of the intensity of the anger that I feel internally have mellowed out so much when people come at me. And I'm like, that's such a cool place to live in. And then when I respond that way, my coworkers get to respond that way because they're seeing me do it. Mm -hmm. And so then when I feel like maybe I'm having a harder day, I see them respond in a way that's calm and cool. And I'm like, that's my reminder. And that's Jesus showing up in my workplace. Because mm -hmm. like you said, days get monotonous and they kind of feel the same. And 
every day literally feels the same these days, but to have those little sparks of difference of Jesus kind of pop up in the, the unexpected moments, not just those, you know, every other kind of moment, but like even the negative parts, you're like, oh, you actually showed up there. You met me there. I didn't expect you. I thought you would meet me only when it was good or convenient or, right. you know, like but when I, when I showed up. Yeah. And that right. goes back to that control when I would have planned for you in our daily time together to yeah. show up, but you decide to interfere my regularly like scheduled programming mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally. to show up. And I think that's where more daily I get to see Jesus is in those interactions. And now I feel like my you know, life with my coworkers is so much more fruitful because we all have a better, more positive attitude and we don't linger on the bad customers. And so that in a season that's so broken, so divided that how we honor one another is actually a really big principle for how we walk with Jesus well. Check out the comments below if you have anything to share with us. We'd love to interact with you and be a part of your week. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe and be a part of our community. We love you guys. Have a great week like what you're listening to and what you're learning. If you're looking for more videos or tools or encouraging words, check the description below or follow us on Instagram at ethos underscore ECC.